Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. That's right. It's a little bit different, a little bit different. This time we are presented by our brand new presenting sponsors, our friends at Bet365. We're super excited about that. I am Chad Millman of the Action Network. I am joined as I am for every episode. By my BFF, my companion, my compadre, a man I missed so much while I was out last week, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Aloha, Chad. I still can't believe we still have, what, four or five months till week one? This 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 offseason, buddy, is dragging right now. Listen, it is dragging a little bit, but we do have, like, the final stages of full-on drama heading yeah. into the draft which is a week and a half away we got a full week of podcasts devoted to the draft you and i you are brilliant when it comes to the draft i have a ton of opinions about the draft our guest today is a draft expert nick garisco better known as fantasy law guy Listeners can find his stuff at fantasylawguy.com. You may be asking yourself, why are we having a guy who's known as Fantasy Law Guy on the podcast to talk about a mock draft? But Nick is a longtime NFL mock draft expert. His final NFL mock draft have finished within the top 10, the top six most accurate in three of the past four years, as judged by mock draft database. We're going to bring Nick on in a sec. He's got a fascinating story. We talked about it before he came on the podcast. He's going to explain to us how he ended up doing this and where he's doing this podcast from. Before we get to Nick, all right, you guys know. You guys know how much I love game time, right? I've talked about it so much on this podcast. Not only do I love it, true story, I was out last week. I went to the Yankees game, Friday night, Yankee Stadium. I used game time to buy my tickets. I swear to God, that's what I did. If you're looking to get out to a pro or college game this week or even a concert, game time has amazing last minute deals on tickets to all of these. I'm opening game time right now from my house here in Connecticut. Lo and behold, 
I got Yankees tickets playing the Angels tonight. You can get them. I can get into the building. I can get into the building 19 bucks. How good is that? And I'm telling you right now, it's a great experience no matter where you live. Download the Game Time app. Get out and have some fun this week. You deserve it. And you can redeem code favorites for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app. Enter favorites for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And by the way, as a reminder, the Favorites podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game. Get 200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia in the United States. You got a gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Simon. Yeah. We freaking love the draft. Should we bring Nick in? Let's do it. Nick. Welcome, man. Thank you so much. This, this is honestly an honor to be on the show today. I really appreciate you having me. Well, you should be honored. So let me let me tell you something. Let me ask you something, actually. I feel like I'm still getting my wits about me being back on the podcast off of vacation. I'm flipping words. I'm almost like... I'm a puppy. I'm a little too excited about Bet365. I'm too excited that we're, you know, flying on our own right now, Simon. It's it's making me a little anxious, but people can't see this yet, but they will see the video. Nick is wearing a tie. He looks great. Tell people, Nick, right now where you are broadcasting from. I am broadcasting from a classroom at St. Paul's School in Covington, Louisiana. It is a freshman classroom. And what are you teaching there? I'm teaching English one in journalism, uh, and I'm teaching law next year. Fantasy law guy. Explain to people why a English teacher in Louisiana on this podcast talking about the draft, calling himself fantasy law guy. Well, I am an attorney in Louisiana, and I graduated from Tulane Law School. I think one of those diplomas there in the back is Tulane Law School. I graduated undergrad at LSU. So I'm, I'm pretty local to Louisiana. And I was an attorney for about five or six years before I decided to transition into teaching. Uh, I wasn't getting a lot of job fulfillment and personal satisfaction from being a lawyer. And I, I thought that I could get that being a teacher. And so far, so good. I, I pretty much knew uh, the moment that I stepped into the classroom and started instruction, I pretty much knew that this was kind of my, my calling. I was going to do it for the rest of my life. Uh, as, as far as as far as the brand name goes, yeah, I guess I guess now it's you know not as applicable being fantasy law guy, but that was just kind of uh, something I branded myself with, and it's uh, fantasylawguy.com is where you can find information. I, I really I'm a huge huge nerd about uh, fantasy football drafts and about the NFL draft, particularly mocking the NFL draft round one. And it's something I've been doing every August and every April. And so I started tracking it about a decade ago on an Excel sheet, started looking, comparing it to other mock drafts, seeing if it was seeing if I really could stand with the experts who actually do this for a living, uh, which I do not, I don't get paid for this, uh, but but over time, I've started submitting uh, my mock drafts to different websites like mockdraftdatabase.com. And, and these websites have kind of really just been 
getting popular in the last couple of years or kind of taking off. There's different ones other than the huddle report. Now I think fantasy pros does one. Now I think uh, mock draft databases is, is the one that I know and love. And they've been tracking me for about four or five years now. And uh, I, the results obviously have been pretty promising. So I'm just going to continue to do it. It's something I love doing and I spend any available second in March and April I can on I'm trying to predict where players are going to go, gathering all types of pieces of intel, information, everything possible, just to try to make those predictions. All right, well, look, it's been working out, like we said, uh, incredibly accurate, uh, according to the third-party rankings. I admire the fact you're a teacher. As the father of a 16-year-old, sophomore in high school, boy, who just spent spring break with him and his buddies. These guys can take disengagement and disinterest and quietude to an art form. So uh, I wish you all the luck in the world teaching them English. I appreciate that. Yeah. Apathy is the biggest issue uh, here as well. Um, I always want the students to apply themselves and try as hard as they possibly can. But, but, but yeah, I'm ready to talk NFL draft. Appreciate all the words. So is Simon. Simon, right now, the biggest, the biggest conversation in the draft, Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, give me your take. We talked about this on our daily show, Green Dot Daily. Give me your take on what's happening at the top of the draft board right now with those two players. Well, Chad, looks like I'm about to lose six figures uh, by the looks of it. Looks like Bryce Young is the guy. I've talked to a lot of people, a lot of really smart pros. They're just – I think they're not not, not that they're just following along with what's going on, but two weeks ago, Mortensen, who works for ESPN, put out a mock draft where he had uh, Bryce Young going one to Carolina. And say we had heard a couple people say that stuff – this was the first really big name on a big platform like ESPN putting that out there. And what did we see? The next morning, Bryce Young was, I think, minus 125. And then CJ was plus, say, 150 to be the first pick. Now, fast forward two weeks later, Bryce Young chat is minus 1,000 to be the first pick overall. And CJ isn't even favored anymore to be the second pick. I mean, we just saw Will Levis and another book just moved him to be the favorite to be the second pick. It's madness. So we talk all the time, Chad. This is – there's a reason books don't take big money on the draft, right? They're going to they're gonna take a position where they don't want to get hurt by the draft. And we've seen it – hell, you've seen it. We've switched sponsors here. There's Our old sponsor used to have, I want to say, 200 draft props, right? I would say even three weeks before the draft, they had 200 draft props. Those days are gone. I mean, if you're lucky, there's maybe two or three books now they have a ride of like a wide range of different draft props. Things have just changed. So right now, the way that, you know, most people are mocking it is Bryce Young will be the number one pick. I mean, if he's minus a thousand, the books are clearly taking a stand right now. And this is all based off once again, people in media who we can say what we want. Their job is to get viewership. Like in the end, at the end of the day, Adam Schefter's job he doesn't need to be right about the draft, right? You can go through his phrasing, how he words things. He'll never take a complete stand. He goes, I'm hearing, sources say. He'll never say, this is definitely going to happen. So 
I love it. Like to me, this is what I live for, Chad, the drama. And we already talked about it earlier today. This could be one of the biggest poker moves of the offseason. If Carolina, if their guy is CJ, but they know Houston wants Bryce Young, why wouldn't the GM, why wouldn't the owner, why wouldn't the head coach say, well, we like Bryce Young. We're gonna we're gonna take Bryce Young. We have him as the highest graded player and try to get Houston to trade up to that number one pick. So the drama's crazy right now. We've seen a guy I love, Anthony Richardson, go from being the third best odds of being the first pick overall to now this guy might not even be a top 10 pick anymore. And we're seeing a guy like Will Levis, who, you know, most people thought maybe he'd go to the Colts at the fourth pick. Now he might be the second pick, Chad. So to me, as someone that likes to fade the public and bet against the the normal bettors, I'm either going to win a ton of money betting some crazy odds on crazy quarterbacks, or I'm going to lose a ton of money because this draft will be boring as hell. And Schefter's dead on that. So you know, it is Bryce Young. And then Houston truly isn't interested in any other quarterback. They just wanted Bryce. Maybe they will take a D end or a D tackle. I mean, who really knows? So I love that we're having on guys talking to draft here. Cause to me, we already talked about Chad. This feels like the Baker, the Sam Darnold, the Josh Allen draft. We have three quarterbacks, all good, all have big, big red flags. Who the hell knows who's really going to be the number one pick? I mean, Sam, Sam Darnold, no joke. People forget this. He was minus 700 the day before the draft. You woke up the next morning, Baker Mayfield was minus 200. That happened literally in a day, a Wednesday to Thursday before the draft. So to me, it, it feels like Bryce Young's the pick. Everyone's saying it is. We've heard the owner of Carolina say that's who he wants. Do we really know? No, because no guy is coming out putting their foot down saying it really is. So, um, you know, Nick here, he's going to have a way clearer view on this than I will. I would love to hear his his view on what this top 10 will be. Obviously, we'll go through his picks here, but you sit here right now, Nick. Do you think it is Bryce Young definitely going to be the number one pick? I do think that it's going to be Bryce Young, but I wouldn't have thought that even a couple of days ago, especially a week ago, I, like you, thought that the tea leaves were pointing to C.J. Stroud being the selection at number one. There were there were videos that were done uh, by C.J. Stroud on underdog.com. I mean, sorry, by uh, the offensive coordinator for Carolina who who pointed to Stroud as his favorite quarterback in the draft. That was done on underdog.com. A lot of people were looking at the height uh, similarities between uh, Frank Wright and his quarterbacks. Um, what the only thing that was really clear was that Carolina was going to take a quarterback at pick one when they made this move, but the books really jumped on CJ Stroud immediately. Uh, however, while I do agree that there is a reason for, for Carolina to take advantage of basically the draft's worst kept secret, which is that Houston loves Bryce Young. I do agree that this could be the world's greatest smokescreen and they have every incentive to do it. And I also find it very suspicious that this leak wasn't just a Chris Mortensen, like every media pundit, local right. and national, was all of a sudden within a span of two days, all of a sudden, hey, they're definitely, they're taking Bryce Young. Bryce Young's the guy. The leak seems a little loud, in my opinion. Uh, it's kind of sketchy. But like you said, minus a thousand is almost a certainty. So I'm really starting. In fact, I just changed. I just made that final. So I was holding out hope like you were that it was going to be Stroud. I think it was easier for mocking purposes, but I just recently 
uh, pulled the plug and changed to Bryce Young at number one, uh, probably about 48 hours ago, I would say. And look, this is why it's an evolving document. And this is why or the mock drafting is. And yeah, this could be a Baker Mayfield situation. It could be like, in, I think in the NBA draft, there was controversy at number one and, um, and uh, Paula Benchera. It, it wasn't, it wasn't figured out until, I don't know, the night before, maybe the morning of. So this has happened, especially as sports betting, the drafts have become more popularized throughout the states, uh, and, and especially here in Louisiana, which just became legal. Last year was the first draft where we were allowed to bet on the draft. Um, however, uh, right now I'm assuming that the draft starts at two and I'm mocking accordingly. But to your point, Simon, I'm not going to be shocked despite the number the minus, you know, a thousand that Bryce Young is going to be the bet, the betting odds for the first pick. I'm not going to be totally stunned if it is CJ Stroud. I'd be surprised, but I don't think we should rule it out to this point, especially because I believe CJ Stroud has a visit with Carolina uh, coming up this week. And I bet you, you know, if they, if it's in the NFL's best interest, I bet you we hear some stuff like, oh, well, CJ Stroud's giving them something to think about now. And, I could just kind of see that playing out this week, but we'll see as of young, as of, as of young, as of now, I have Bryce young mocked one, but again, I just changed it that in the last 48 hours. How often Nick, will you change your mock draft every day? Not to <laughs> cut you off, but there's something I'm really passionate about. Uh, I think that a lot of websites do kind of a disservice or a lot of experts kind of do a disservice by, uh, only putting out like one mock every you know two weeks or whatever it is. Uh, really, I am I am grinding every day on this. So every bit of information, uh, like the Simon knows this better than anyone. The the draft market is extremely fragile. Like one little report by anyone, not even a credentialed media member, somebody uh, somebody who just has a lot of followers can put out there. Oh, I've heard this. And they will take down the bet or they will shift the odds dramatically. I mean, Vegas Refund, for example, posted something about Joey Porter's over last night. And I think Caesars took it down within minutes. I mean, so people are having a massive influence, not even just reporters and like Schefter's of the world, but other people. It's an extremely fragile market. And that the point is that different data points and different facts, different connections, all of the 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 puzzle pieces being overturned are are leading to certain answers here are leading to better chances to get these answers and to project them or correctly identify which teams are interested in which players some of it's fake some of it's real but my point is i'm grinding on this stuff every single day i mean it is not uncommon it's actually very common like last night i was looking at the arm length of uh, Bengals defensive lineman that they've drafted in the last couple of rounds to see if it disqualified a guy like Kalijah Kansi from being taken at pick 29. So our uh, pick 28, excuse me. So yeah, this stuff, people are figuring out information, they're figuring out connections and, and that is having an influence on the odds. And all this is to say that I'm updating my mock regularly, probably several times a day, especially now, like every day until the mock until I post eventually my final mock, which will be, you know, probably whenever mock draft database requires me to submit, which will be probably be 
like, I don't know, I think it was last year, it was like three or four hours before the draft. So Nick mentioned uh, Vegas Refund, also known as Luke Swain, who is a member of the Action Network team. He was with us uh, all season long on Action Island. He was with me and Simon on the Favorites Pod talking about the draft. Uh, he is a mover and an influencer when it comes to draft markets. Uh, and they've been doing an Action uh, Draft podcast on the Action Network Podcast Network. Uh, Nick will be joining Luke on Monday on the Action Network pod for our final Action Network NFL mock draft episode. Um, Simon, you and I have been through this before. We went through it with the Trey Lance and Mac Jones stuff, and you came out ahead on that. It was a big, big win for you. And you just mentioned you could be down significantly. Are you laying off? Are you hedging? Like, how are you, how are you managing your outlay when rumors like this are swirling? I feel like I'm just going to take it on the chin. It was just a bad read by me. I just, the Bryce Young thing will never make sense to me. If if, if Bryce Young ran a 4-3-40, 100%, I would have been like, okay, this kid makes sense to be the number one pick. But he's not like Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is, I mean, Kyler Murray is 23 pounds heavier than this kid was, and he ran a sub 4-4-40. It's like, Bryce Young is not that kind of athlete. The kid is just arguably one of the smartest football players ever. And, like, I get it. That's a huge strength. But I just never saw a team. Again, it's such a big deal. I can't stress it enough. It's – we talk all the time, Chad. There's, what, 10 of these guys in the league? It's just – it's really hard to find a starter in the league. It's really hard to find a Jalen Hurts. It's not that hard to find a, a Ryan Tannehill, like – that Tannehill's happen all the time. Any of these guys could be another Ryan Tannehill, a guy that, yeah, he's good. He can win. He can make some plays when he has the right players around him. But he's that superstar level player. And I just never, ever saw that with Bryce Young here. Like, I get it where these people are coming from. This kid's, this kid's ceiling is incredible. But to me, that was a bad read by me. And then I let the books dictate it too much, like, like we were just talking about earlier, when CJ became minus 190 or minus 200, I was like, okay, this is the move. This makes sense now. Like this number will keep going up. This is who they're going to want. But that, once again, that was based off of nothing. That was just my own opinion, what I'm hearing from people. So that's the toughest part of this year is Schefter has a deal with different people, right? Schefter could be working. He could be close agent friends with whoever, Bryce Young's agent or he could be working with the Panthers on trying to get this information out there so the Texans do make a move. That's the hardest part of this year, and that's why the books, they just don't take the money, Chad. Like Even if I wanted to get out of my position, it would be so much work to get a ton of money down on Bryce Young to be the first pick. It wouldn't be worth it, honestly. It would just would not be worth it. Not only how much I'd have to pay in taxes, how much I'd have to pay all of my runners to get the money in, it just would not be worth this point. So bad read by me, definitely gonna looking like I'm going to take on the chin, but I'm a psycho. Like I already bet more on CJ to be the first pick still. So kind of digging my feet in a little bit about it. I'm trying not to be too stubborn about it, but from everything I hear, Chad, as we sit here on Tuesday, a week and two days before the draft, it seems like it really is a poker play by Carolina about Bryce Young, but the owner does like Bryce Young. Tapper likes Bryce Young. And at the end of the day, I've I told you I've been in these war rooms now. I've worked with NFL teams. It don't matter. You literally give your opinion to this guy who's writing the checks, and he's the one that makes the decision. And 
We see all the time how stupid that is. If your owner is the one that's making a decision about the quarterback, that's a huge negative red flag. And again, go back to my Eagles team. That's a great example of the Eagles already had Carson Wentz and how he went to the owner and said, listen, I'm taking this kid Hurts in the second round because I think he is the upside of Russell Wilson. The owner didn't bat an eye. He didn't go, well, I already got my star franchise quarterback here, Carson Wentz. No, he let his general manager do his job. So that's my fear here. It's it's a new owner on Carolina. This guy wants to make a splash. So, um, yeah, Chad, I, I would say I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie. I've been dreading it all week. Every morning I wake up, I'll check the odds, and it keeps getting higher. Like we said, he's up to minus 1,000. It's just like, all right, got to swallow my pride and take on the chin here. Just a terrible, terrible read by me thinking that a quarterback who weighs less than 180 in playing weight that doesn't run a 4440 would be the first pick. But these are the times we're living in. I mean, the the general manager on the Carolina Panthers talked about how he was there when they drafted Russell Wilson to the Seahawks. Okay. I They're just completely different players. Russell Wilson weighed 45 pounds, one of the kids. Russell Wilson's playing weight right now is 240. This kid, Bryce Young, will never be playing weight at 240. He's he's 180 right now. If he's lucky, he'll put on 30 pounds during his NFL career. So I, I'm losing my mind because I just don't see it, Chad. But once again, you could tell I'm bitter. I'm very bitter about how much money I'm about to lose here. So it, it is tough to swallow it, but I, I got to do it. I just had a horrible read on how these all these teams would evaluate these quarterbacks. And I just did not see Bryce Young being the number one pick. But once again, he's minus 1,000 to be the number one pick. All right, so we mentioned Anthony Richardson, or at least uh, Simon, you did. Uh, Bet365 has great draft markets out right now, including Anthony Richardson and his position to be draft over under. Uh, right now they've got it at three and a half. Um, the over looks like it's minus 280. The under, I'm reading this right. Sometimes it's hard for me to see everything. Matt Mitchell, tell me if I'm doing it wrong, plus 200. Uh, Nick, where do you have Anthony Richardson right now? There's always a possibility of a trade-up. The Texans, assuming, let's work under the assumption that Bryce Young is going to be the pick at number one. I don't think it's over yet, but I, I think for the purposes of this discussion, we'll assume that Young is going to be taken Number one. Well, that means that the Texans at pick two are either going to take the uh, the quarterback two on their board because we know they love Bryce Young, and that the rumor is uh, around the league that they may value Will Levis. Now, do they value him enough to take him at pick two? I'm not really sure. They also have that 12th pick that they could kind of use to move up if Levis were to slide. I'm not really sure what the Texans are going to do, but what I am sure. And what Lance Zerline, who's one of the more valuable, um, or I don't want to call him that, he is valuable, but one of the best insiders for a team is his connection with the Texans, most, most trusted, reliable source. And he has stated that uh, several times that the Texans are looking now, assuming Bryce Young is going to be the pick, the Texans are now looking to move out of that pick. And now, so you have pick two potentially being shopped, and that kind of kills Arizona's market because Arizona's been shopping to pick at pick three. So then you get to the Colts at pick four, who may not have as much incentive to move up for a quarterback. I think that Anthony Richardson is definitely uh, a consideration for the Colts. He could go to Ford in Indianapolis. He could certainly go to the Raiders at seven, uh, even in, in a trade up or not. 
And the team that I'm looking at to move up for either Richardson or Stroud, if Stroud were to fall, is the Titans at 11. I don't think they're going to sit back there at 11 and wait. They don't have a ton of draft capital, but I think if Richardson or Stroud falls to that, I don't know, five, six, seven area, I do think that the Titans would want to move up in front of Atlanta um, because I think Atlanta may take Stroud if he's there. Uh, So the Titans are kind of a team that I think would – my best bet on probably being aggressive to trade up for a quarterback there, whether it's Stroud or Richardson. So you take the under under in the three? You know, I'm going to leave – I'm going to leave – I have some bets that I like. I don't – that's not a bet. I haven't bet on any of the quarterback numbers yet. I'm still trying to – I've been shocked, and I don't know if you have, Simon, but I've been shocked at the lack of – uh, rumored interests matching quarterbacks to teams. Usually it's a red flag as in like, hey, maybe the teams don't love the quarterbacks like Richardson and Levis as much as the media perceives or as much as media wants them to go high. Um, usually with quarterbacks, there are all kinds of rumors. Oh, the Raiders are in love with this guy. Oh, the Colts love Anthony Richardson. I'm not seeing a lot of that. I've seen some of it, but I'm not seeing a ton of that this this year for some reason. And I don't know, to me, it's kind of made me hesitant to bet the quarterback market at this point. Um, If I had to say, I'd probably say the over on, uh, what is it, 3.5? Yeah. Yeah, I think the Colts may sit there, take them at four. I think the Titans may move up. And I think the, uh, uh, the Raiders, potentially with Anthony Richardson, we could see that as well. But I think the Titans are one of the better bets there. So you just said, uh, you you haven't bet the quarterback markets. There are other bets you like better. What are some of the bets yes. you like better? Uh, the, I think I don't. I haven't put nearly as much money on it as Simon over here. Uh, nef, definitely not near the high stakes that he is. But uh, but uh, uh, JSN first receiver off the board. I think that that's not the bet. To be clear, his over under prop is twelve point five, and to me that is pretty aggressive. It's pretty ambitious ambitious to say that he's going to be a top 12 pick. I think the reason the number exists is because of Houston's pick at 12, except based on everything Lance Zerline, I'll bring him up again, is saying is that the only way, let's say Houston needs a quarterback. So one of those two picks that they have picked two and 12 could be a quarterback. Another pick is probably going to be a defensive lineman. Um, The only way Houston, I think, takes JSN, uh, the receiver out of Ohio State, is that is if they take Defensive lineman first, let's say Will Anderson. They Bryce Young goes one, they take Will Anderson two. And then they're like, okay, let's punt on the quarterback this year, which it's not out of the realm of possibility, but even then, it's not a sure thing they would draft Jackson Smith and the Jigwood at number 12. I don't see the Titans doing it 11. I don't see him going in the top 10. This is a slot receiver, primarily, who didn't have a particularly fast 40. I think it was four, five, two. We'll call that average, I guess. And then he missed, he played 60 snaps last year for Ohio State. He barely played a hamstring maintenance all year long. And he's had one season of college production. Teams typically do not draft slot slot receivers with that those type of measurables and that one year of production with an injury history. They don't draft him in the top 12. And a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, he could be the next Keenan Allen or Justin Jefferson. Well, even Keenan, that could be great. That could be true. But even Keenan Allen 
was a third round pick because of injury concerns. And even Justin Jefferson was picked 22. Obviously, Jefferson should have been taken higher, but it speaks to the team's hesitancy toward drafting a receiver whose primary role is in the slot. So already you need a team that really values the slot receiver position. And then doesn't have a great, great speed. And again, injury history. There are a bunch of reasons why Jackson Smith the Jigba could be a really good pro, but he does not fit the profile of a top 12 pick at all. And that's why I would bet the over on 12.5. I see his range being closer to, and it doesn't sound like a big deal, but I see his range being closer to 14 or 15. I think the Patriots are in on him. I think the Packers are in on uh, JSN. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me to go further. It wouldn't surprise me at all if teams just don't view this receiver class as anything like last year's. And it wouldn't shock me if JSN goes closer to Seattle's pick at like pick 20. Um, again, I have him mocked at uh, 14 to New England. So it's not a massive disparity between his 12.5 over under. But when you have a 12.5 prop, I'm just trying to look at the teams that I don't think anyone's trading up for this guy because of the concerns that I just laid out. But if you have 12.5 prop, I'm looking at teams who are going to take him before pick 12. The only team I'm seeing is the Texans. And they just have bigger concerns. Uh, quarterback and then D'Amico Ryan's first year coach. You have to believe he's going to want a defender with one of those picks. Like I just, I have a very tough time believing that the Texans aren't going to take a defensive player with one of those two picks, whether it's pick two or pick twelve. Seeing as D'Amico Ryan's is 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 a defensive minded coach and former player for the Texans, former linebacker. All right, so that's an interesting one because the wide receiver market has been something that a lot of people have been talking about, especially with JSN and sort of where he's going to fit in this draft. If you were to run through right now, as of Tuesday, April, what is today? April 18th. 18th? 420s in two days, bruh. 420s in two days. Before we get crazy, what is your top 15? Top 15 players that I think it just in no particular, in a particular order or no particular order. players that I think are going to, in to, order, in order. Well, that's tough because I'm still waiting out the, the trades, but right now in my mock draft, I think, I think I have the Texans taking Will Anderson too wow. uh, after Bryce Young goes to Carolina. Uh, I think Tyree Wilson to the Cardinals at three. Now here's the thing. I don't mock trades. So in reality, I think one of these quarterbacks are going to go at least one are going to go higher because of a trade. But right now, I'm not really in the business of mocking a trade because it's too speculative uh, at this point. I think we'll, the, the, the water will clear or be less muddy about a week from now. However, uh, uh, both the cornerbacks, I think I've, I've Gonzalez uh, going to the Raiders at seven. Uh, they could also go offensive line. Witherspoon going to Detroit at six. He's a really, really good fit there. And I believe he's the bet betting favorite to go six. Um, five, sorry, I'm working in a jumbled order. I'm just kind of thinking about all the uh, uh, the big time, the top 10 prospects here. Uh, Seattle, I'm not really buying their interest in a quarterback at all. Uh, and same for Detroit at six. Seattle, I have them taking either Tyree Wilson or Jalen Carter. Uh, obviously, if Will Anderson's there, 
Uh, I think they'll take him as well. Um, defensive ends, Nolan Smith, Lucas Van Ness, probably top 15 picks. Uh, Nolan Smith probably might go a little higher. Atlanta, I would say Nolan Smith's range is between Atlanta at eight and maybe pick 19 there. Same for Van Ness, probably eight to 19. Jalen Carter, I have going to either the Seahawks at five, the Bears at nine, or the Eagles at 10. Uh, those are the three teams I've kind of zoomed in on for Jalen Carter. Um, and could see Bajan Robinson in there. Could see JSN at 14 or 15. I think I have him going to the uh, Patriots right now. The uh, I don't think any other receiver will be taken in the top 15. But then you have the offensive tackle market. You have uh, you have uh, Paris Johnson Jr. Could go as early as I, I believe uh, to the Chicago Bears at nine. Uh, they could also take Broderick Jones out of Georgia. They could take Peter Skaronsky. They're in definite need of a, a left or right tackle, depending on what they want to do with uh, uh, with Braxton there. And I think that uh, Darnell Wright is also in play for the top 15. There's a lot of tackle-needy teams, and those four offense tackles are a good bet to go with at least in the top 16, I would say. And, uh, again, I know this is jumbled up, but then the, lastly, the two corners that I think may hit the top 15, but probably – closer to uh probably closer to uh, 17 18 to 22 range or Deontay Banks and Joey Porter Jr. Those are I think I've covered all the players there who I'm expected are expected to go. I, I kind of view it as a top excluding the quarterbacks, probably a top 16 right there excluding quarterbacks. You add four more and now we're at top 20. So those four quarterbacks going in the top 20 and all the players I just mentioned, I believe I reeled off 16 players. I kind of see that as, you know, some players will go a little bit later. Obviously, players always fall. Those are the 20 players that I feel very comfortable with mocking in round one. And a lot of these websites will grade accuracy on if you miss out on a first rounder at all. Those are players that I can say not for 100% certainty because you always have medical rumors or whatever that can change everything. But um but I can say right now, I feel confident that those players, the 20 that I just listed, the four quarterbacks and the 16 other players, will go in round one. It's crazy so, to hear about just all these teams that, you know, just teams that would pass on quarterbacks where I I couldn't, I'll never get over the fact that the Falcons took Pitts over Justin Fields. Even, I mean, me and Chad talking to Azim about it, I couldn't get over the fact it was being mocked that way. I, that's another bet I lost a ton of money on. I bet a decent amount that Justin Fields would have been drafted by Atlanta because it just made sense. Same thing with the Seahawks here. Like the Seahawks, if CJ does slip or Anthony Richardson does slip, I just – I don't see how the Seahawks don't make the move. Like I love the Geno Smith story. That was all fun and good. He, he'll never be a top five guy. And that's the whole reason you draft these quarterbacks. You're drafting for a top five guy. You're drafting for an upside over Justin Fields like – a young spark to come into a team on a cheap contract. Man, that's heartbreaking hearing all these teams would just pass on quarterbacks like this. But just really, really quick, I want to get your take on this. Just because my guy, Vegas Refund, hooked it up. I bet at 25 to 1 and 20 to 1, Zay Flowers to be the number one pick for wide receivers. We've seen his odds go way, way up after he's had a couple workouts. I'd love to hear your view on it. You think there's still any kind of value right now? I bet 365 to bet him at plus 400 to be their first pick because. We've seen the number come down, right? It's he was at ten to one a week ago. Now he's down to four to one. Um, is there still any value there on Zay Flowers, in your opinion? I think there's some value. I have a tough time believing that JSN is going to get past both 
uh, the Patriots at 14 and the Packers at 15. Okay. Zay Flowers benefit, even though he is undersized at 5'9", five, 5'10", five, or whatever he came out as, he, uh, he, he's an outside receiver. So teams are going to value that. He also has the ability to play in the slot. A team that I have been looking at for Zay Flowers a lot. I, I personally believe Zay Flowers is going to fall into that uh, range, that 22, I want to say. I mean, you're looking at the Seahawks who need a slot receiver at, at 20. And they, he kind of fits the profile. I think Josh Norris did a really good job explaining how the Seahawks have not signed uh, anyone to overtake Marquise Goodwin, who was a pretty good, I think he played over 400 snaps for the Seahawks last year, and was a great role player for them. They have not signed anyone to take that role. Uh, Zay Flowers could be the guy there. Uh, also Jordan Addison, I think, but going to the Seahawks, going to the Chargers at 21, the Vikings at 23. That's kind of the range I'm expecting uh, Zay Flowers to fall into. Would it shock me? If Zay Flowers went ahead of uh, Jackson Smith, uh, uh, Najigma, no, absolutely not. I think that I don't. It's not something that I've bet, but it is. Yeah, he is trending up. I totally agree with you. And not only is Zay Flowers trending up, Simon, uh, you may have noticed other receivers who were projected to be picked prior to Zay Flowers or at least near him, like Quentin Johnson, have been trending downwards. Uh, I think teams, and this isn't players rising on teams boards it's it's the media figuring out more how the nfl really views these guys as as more boards are made uh last week and going into this week uh quinn johnson is now viewed to be a pick 25 and above or or pick 25 pick pick 31 kansas city so um in fact that was a bet i made is that a matching team to play i think quentin johnson quentin johnson to kansas city i think i got it like plus like 3000 odds, which I thought was generous, but, but just because their need for a receiver, but anyway, no, I think other receivers as they're trending downward, uh, Zay flowers has been going upward. So yeah, I, I like the bet. It's not one I made personally, but I like that you have some skin in the game there because yeah, for all the reason I stated about JSN, I do think some teams like the Patriots and, and Packers will like him a lot, but if he falls past, 14, 15, those would be the teams I would scare, be scared of if I were you when they were on the clock. I don't think Washington is going to take a receiver at 16. I don't think Pittsburgh is going to take a receiver. They have offensive tackle and cornerback issues. That's been where all their visits are. Detroit at 18, uh, probably defensive side of the ball, if I had to say. Tampa Bay at 19, too many offensive tackle concerns. They already have good receivers anyway. So now you're at Seattle. Seattle could definitely take Zay uh, Flowers over JSN. So yeah, I, I envision the scenario. Uh, again, I have JSN going, I think 14 in my mock and flowers going either to Seattle at 20 or I think Minnesota at 23, but yeah, I could see it. We've got another pod of draft coming up on Thursday. Nick is going to be on the pod with uh Vegas refund on action network podcasts on Monday it's draft season, folks. We cannot get enough of the draft conversation. I really want CJ Shroud to go number one just because I want Simon to win because I root for my friends. Me too, I want, Chad. I want Nick to have the most accurate mock draft again so he can continue to have his star rise. Uh, I want to remind people that we are now sponsored by Bet. 
365, which I don't need to tell you again and again, I'll tell you, is the world's favorite sports book brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game. Get $200 in bonus bets. You must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Nick Grisco, fantasylawguy.com. You'll be back on the podcast for Simon Hunter, my co-host for Matt Mitchell, our producer. This has been the favorite podcast. Download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. If you're following us from the volume and you haven't subscribed, now is the time to subscribe. Leave us five stars. Say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.